Hello everyone, this is the Trilogy Podcast and this is episode 5. Today we'll be focused on young students with learning differences and how they learn in the online environment. It's one thing obviously to talk about this subject in regards to just regular teaching and instruction, but today of course these um, students with learning differences are learning in the online environment, so it's almost a new subject to really dive into. So as usual, I am your host, uh, Nate Casey, and I'm here with my co-host, Erica. Say hello, Erica. Hi, everyone. All right, great. I'm going to kick it off here, and I'm gonna. the first question I'm going to ask is, Erica, I'd love to get the lay of the land and hear what you're hearing from instructors and students and parents, specifically as it is... Uh, in regards to uh, students with learning differences. And when I say learning differences, we've got a, a sort of a wide spectrum, everything from ADD to autism and also dyslexia and dysgraphia and other learning differences. So what are you hearing these days? Oh, I think, ironically, in some cases, COVID has leveled the playing field for a lot of kids because there are kids who have been stuck at home because they have medical issues and now everybody's learning from home. So there's a focus on getting quality education online. On the flip side, when we're hearing about students that were in the classroom getting that one-on-one attention, I think there's, there's a concern of how do we get a hold of these kids? How do we make sure that they're connecting with us Um, Because those are the ones that really need it, either because they have situations at home where they can't get the support that they need, um, or just because they they were in a rhythm at school and the the school teachers are just more aware of how to support the learning needs. So, Nate, you are a parent of a child with some learning challenges. What's going on with him right now and and how are you feeling as a parent that he's home learning and not in school? I think right off the bat I had a fairly big concern having some consistency in regards to his progress. He goes to a great Orton Gillingham Academy certified school that is a lot of one-to-one, it's a lot of small classes, And he traditionally makes a lot of progress throughout the school year. Um, They've done an excellent job of almost instantly flipping the switch and going to an online version of what they were doing in person. But I do think that there's just so much that's missed, uh, unfortunately, you know, with not having access to all the multisensory tools right there, the actual interaction and being able to be in the physical space with the student. So... Um, you know, I, he, my son is a happy guy, little guy, and he, he tends to stay pretty happy most of the time. And he has been good about kind of going from session to session throughout the day and engaging. I don't know. I guess he kind of turns off every once in a while, like he gets tired or whatever. He's got dyslexia and he has some attention deficit. And what I see a lot of times is just that some of the energy you get from actually being in the physical space with another human being is lost. So the fatigue of just not being with another person or other people is is hard on him. And I hear that and I hear people getting zoomed out quite a bit. So I understand, especially when you're younger, that's a challenge. And, you know, I know that you have several programs that you're managing right now that serve 
young people, young students who are dealing at, with different stages of cancer, whether it's going through chemotherapy or their uh, pre-treatment or post-treatment. And I know you've done a lot of research on that side of uh, chemo brain. And I'm just curious, like, what are you hearing today and handling COVID and how the, that's affect this particular community? What, what's, what's going on there? Yeah, so whenever you have a health issue that is that scary, like cancer, um, obviously your first concern is with the health of your child. The second concern is with the deficits in learning. A lot of these kids have already missed a ton of school or have had incomplete uh, education experiences because they, they're coming in half a day or they're leaving early for treatments or they have gaps in knowledge as a result. Um, so the concern is that they're going to fall even further behind without supports in place. So we're working really hard to jump in there and provide education supports for these kids. There's something called chemo brain, and not every kid who has cancer um, has it, but it definitely makes learning more of a challenge. The one-on-one -on -one has helped for some of them, while others want to just be normal and um, not being in school takes away some of their normalcy for them. As we look into the future, and I know there, there's so much ambiguity right now around when kids are going to be going back to school and what education is even going to look like when they go back. Particularly in regards to kids with learning differences, I'd love to get your opinion on what the biggest concerns are for these kids over the next six to nine months, over the next year. Yeah, so again, that, that just goes back to the, um, the deficits in the, in the learning and getting them on board. But I will say it's not that different than kids who have been homebound for other reasons, whether they're suspended from school or whether, you know, there's behavior problems. So the, the kids with the physical learning challenges are facing similar experiences to the kids who have behavioral challenges. And it's, it's that deficit. You don't want those kids falling further and further behind. At least with the instructors that you're working with and, and then with your own work. And as we think also about just, be, just being a, a voice in the wilderness for some of the folks that are licensing our platform, what are you doing or what do you suggest are the best ways to address concerns specifically around gaps in learning as it pertains to um, students with learning differences? Well, I think our holistic approach is, is what makes us successful. Kids have to have buy-in into their own learning, which we've talked about before, and really finding out, like, what, what are they feeling? What are they worried about? But also engaging them in different ways that keeps their interest and um, is relevant. Uh, the other big part is the parents. Sometimes parents can concerns or lack of understanding can interfere with a child's learning. So getting, getting to a place where the parents feel comfortable, the kids feel engaged and they've bought in, and then providing instruction that really targets the individual student's learning needs has helped us become successful in what we do. Here are a few takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, Take care to make sure, first and foremost, that kids that are specialized learners maintain the support they need. Number two, there will be things missed out not being in physical space. So be patient and aware that the energy of not being in person can be tough 
on a student that learns differently. Number three, find additional support and build communities so students are not stuck with just one-to-one -one education. And lastly, take a holistic approach with a student that learns differently. It's important, maybe more than ever, to not just be a teacher, but also to be a mentor. This is podcast number five on specialized learners in the online environment. Thanks for listening, everyone. Say goodbye, Erica. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining.